0: Love talk radio good morning folks and welcome to one of the greatest i think stories what do you, what would he call this i guess it'd be it's a book but i mean when when you actually get this it i think it will blow your mind because this is something that i love it's something i'm passionate about and now being able to just be doing it is amazing. Joel Mamby happens to be the president and CEO of the Hershon Family Entertainment, the company that owns Silver Dollar City, uh, several, actually 27, I think, different theme parks across the nation that they either own or manage, including Dollywood and, and uh, the big mountain up in Stone Mountain up in Atlanta, and, and several others. But I first started studying Joel, it was about 2000, after he had left as the CEO of Saab USA and Saab Asia, and was living in Atlanta. He had just taken over for for Jack and Peter, and what amazed me is that Andy Stanley The the founding pastor of North Point Community Church had used him in his book, Choosing the Cheat. So I studied his life and how he gave up a multi-million dollar career and did it for his family. And it just, it really was something that that I've done several uh, speaking engagements on. I think it's powerful. But when he brought out his book after being on The Undercover Boss, and I started studying it and reading it, I realized that... Guys like him and Howard Schultz and Tim Sanders from over at Yahoo had all gotten it right. It's all about love. And and it's funny because Tim wrote his book, I think, back in 19 or 2006, Love is the Killer App. Then he brought out Likeable. Howard Schultz has always talked about if you want stockholders' appreciation, then you've got to take care of your employees and you've got to take care of the customer. Network marketing companies, direct selling companies, known forever that it's about taking care of the people. But sadly, we still seem to get into a mistake out there. And today, we start a 10-day journey to learn the seven timeless principles of effective leadership, love, works, We talk about a hard day's night And this is going to put the rest of this Series on our radio show Real Mentors Mentors Radio It's going to put it in perspective And Joel starts off He says it was a cool evening in 2000 I was setting alone in a one room apartment In Northern California More than 3,000 miles away from my wife and kids In Atlanta My place was completely bare inside, no pictures, no personal items, not even a single fake plant to warm the joint up. I was just there to sleep. Outside, the steady sheets of rain pouring down were a perfect picture of my life. I had a brand new I was the brand new leader of an internet startup called greenlight.com and the dot com bubble had just burst. The night I'd This night I had consumed enough wine to dull the sharp edge of the emotional pain and stress that was cutting into me. But what was I going to do? Drink more and more each night? I would struggled with short seasons of depression before in my life, but this episode was getting the best of me. I don't know if I could endure the pain anymore. I had no idea where to turn, for every raindrop splattering against my window had a question running through my mind. How many of us have been in a position like that? He goes on, he says, My career was like a high speed treadmill. After graduating from Harvard Business School in 85, my wife, Marky, and I had moved 10 times in 15 years as I had accepted the new leadership positions, increasing responsibilities, and the pressure. The constant moving put a tremendous strain on our home life and our four girls. One of our moves was at the startup of the Saturn Corporation, which we took from zero to five billion in revenue in three years. The jobs required countless hours and a single-minded focus. While at Saturn, I was promoted to the CEO of Saab North America. The vision was losing money, and my job was to change that. The countless late night and constant travel continued as, as a result of the seemingly endless pressure to hit the numbers, and we always did. My family... ...sticking with me despite my constant absence while my team and I returned the company to the second best year in Saab's North American history. Unfortunately, there's not such thing as a finish line. I never made it or earned a chance to spend more time at home with my family. In 1999, three years into my Saab assignment, Asia and Southeast or South America were added to my responsibilities... So just one year before the night I sat alone in an empty apartment in California, I had spent more than 250 days on the road, mostly in Asia. And even when I was home, I was consistently having 6 a.m. phone calls with Sweden and 11 p.m. phone calls with the Asian markets. I was burning out and so was Marky. Now listen, this is important. This sets the the whole premise of the next 10 days as we cover Love works seven timeless principles for effective leaders. It's amazing how we look at this. On September 13th, 1999, I was in Australia for a sob distributor meeting and called Marky to catch up. As she started to talk, her voice cracked. This is the second year in a row you've been away on my birthday. When you're home, which isn't often, I could tell she was struggling to speak. When you're home, you're not really home. There was a long pause, and I could tell she was trying to gather herself. This is not what I signed up for, Joel, she finally said. I thought I could handle this, and I've tried, but this isn't working for our family. You're frustrated, you're not happy, and neither am I. The kids don't really know you. Something needs to change. The moments of silence... That followed seemed like eternity. Markey was right; something did need to change. Divorce wasn't an option for us, but I knew that if I left her holding the rock at home, our marriage would never be all that it was meant to be. I wanted a great marriage. I wanted to be a good dad. So I asked my boss, the CEO of Saab Worldwide, if I could return to only being the CEO of the North American operation, which would cut my travel in half. He refused. Now, think about this for a minute. Have you ever been at a pinnacle moment where a single conversation will change the course of your life forever? See, I remember that. I remember, plain as day, 2005. I was on the phone with Todd Falcone, one of the greatest trainers in the direct selling industry. We were both building our Zango business at the time. I was front line to him. We'd been friends for a decade, and he says to me, "You don't have what it takes anymore, Troy." From somebody that's gone at the at the the top end of the top ten percent of earners in World Marketing Alliance, you can't even get past five k in Zengo. That was a turning point. I knew he was right. Just a few months later, I was offered a top position. In a network marketing company that was trying to get off the ground in the technology arena which was something I loved. And from 19 or from 2006 until the end of 2009 before that company decided to go a different direction was able to facilitate the growth of the largest organization that company had ever seen. Sometimes it's those conversations that make a difference. For Joel, it's almost as if time slowed down. There was a fork in the road. He had to make a choice. And he did. He left Saab for what he thought was a better lifestyle and a chance to get his company or his family back on track. He decided to take the CEO's position of Greenlight.com. Now, this was if you remember Amazon in the early days, this was the car tab at Amazon where you could click and buy a car with just a few clicks. The first week the NASDAQ crashed and lost more than a third of its values. We weren't yet generating cash, and what had been a three-year cash reserve quickly became a 90-day cushion. In other words, they had 90 days to live or die. In one day, he cut three-quarters of their team. We took our Atlanta home off the market, delaying my family's relocation since I was working 24-7 trying to salvage green lights. I'd rented an apartment in California, traveled back to Atlanta only twice a month. The path that I thought would lead me back home to my family had instead led me to a bare, lonely apartment in California with the rain coming down outside and a sense of hopelessness. At the time, he was thinking, my entire career, I've been driven for what? The harder I work and the higher I'm promoted, the worse life gets. Is there any hope of balancing my career goals with my family goals? My self-esteem is tied up in the performance of the companies that I run. I Do I really want my emotional highs and lows to be based on quarterly profit reports? Is that what life is all about? Some of us can't relate to that, but think about where your identity comes from. The majority of men listening to this, it does come from your career. Joel went on, he says... If this is what a career in the business world looks like, should I go into a different line of work, one that can unite my skills and my values, but is it right to give up all the experience that I've gained? It's amazing. About that same time, his phone rang, his cell phone. See, Joel had been sitting on the board for two or three years of the Hershen Family Entertainment Corporation, the the family that had launched silver dollar city some three or four decades earlier jack was on the other line he was the chairman of the board at the time he says joel how are you brother i had no words only tears as the emotions poured out jack's acute empathy skills had a way of doing that to me he was always quick to listen and cared deeply about people as quickly as I could, I gathered myself and explained the situation, revealing some cracks that I'd kept hidden for years. What he said next surprised me. Joel, the timing of this phone call could not be more fortuitous. I'm retiring as the chairman next year, and all of us on the board would like you to become the next chairman of HFE. We feel the company needs your leadership, strengths, and style. Would you consider it? Joel was speechless He goes, Joel, I know you're struggling with your family situation And I think the values and the culture of HFE are perfect for you Culture, values, my family Talking about these things in the context of a prospective job Was as unusual as it was welcomed I was unable to speak My eyes were again filled with tears And my throat was closing up Jack and his family had run HFE for more than four decades. He was asking me to take over a legacy that he and his brother Peter had built. Why me? Why now? The words were not only about him or the company, they were about my personal life as well. He was worried about my family. And that night I was too shocked by his offer to understand the answer to my own question. What kind of leader was this? As I would later learn, the answer was simple, a man who leads with love. Now see, this is the premise of where we're going with this. I get calls and I get, I get critics, I get all kinds of people, folks, that ask me, why do you do what you do? Why do you put so much passion and energy into doing radio shows, TV shows, blogs, Going out and traveling and speaking to people that are just getting into the direct selling arena. Why do you take time with with, with CEOs? Why do you write? It can't be as much money in it as is, is going out and building a new organization, and you're right. But in 2000, I sat in the same position Joel was. I'd taken a position in a company, a network marketing company, the world's largest support and training company at the time. I had said, never again will I go into corporate America and let my family suffer. And I thought, if I'm with a network marketing company, this will just kick butt. It's what I love. And in four short years, I had gone from working about 38 hours a week to over 60 hours a week. Some weeks I would get into that office at 5:30 in the morning and I would not leave till 2:30 in the morning. It was an amazing time. We saw massive growth. I worked my way up from customer service to the executive VP of the company. Helped to mastermind along with Kevin Layman who was a brain at marketing. Some of the greatest marketing Strategy still used in network marketing today. And for what? I didn't own the company. And one day, sitting in my office, I got to thinking I've not slept with my wife in months. My newborn baby, who's now one and a half, two years old, doesn't even know who I am. I have no control over the financial direction this company is going. I've fallen back into the trap that I swore I'd never be into. I know exactly where Joel was coming from. But during that time period, I learned something. I learned that when you lead with love, you'd be amazed at how many people will be there for you in the long run. And now, almost ten years... I think it is now. How many years has it been? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Almost ten years after leaving that company. Seven, I guess it's been. I've been able to create something in network marketing that's never been done before. Just by loving people. It's interesting because Joel goes on to write and he says this. My career has left me completely unprepared to meet men like Jack and Peter Hershon. All my life, I've been living by the numbers because the numbers were all my leaders seemed to care about. If I had deeper principles, I needed to check them at the company door because once I was at work, it was all about financial performance. How many of us know that feeling? Sadly, how many of us in network marketing today live by that too? We're constantly looking at the end of the month are we going to make it? Are we going to keep our rank? Are we going to be paid at that rank? Are we going to make our bonuses? We recruit people not because we want to change their lives anymore, but because we've got to make sure the paycheck keeps coming in because we haven't changed our lifestyle and we're living paycheck to paycheck just at a different standard. It's interesting because basically network marketing has become like corporate America. When we perform well, we're rewarded and respected. When we fail, we almost feel like we're kicked to the curb. People make deals not based on loyalty and commitment anymore, but based on dollar amounts. And we call it the norm, and we say it's okay. It's interesting, isn't it? Joel says, I wanted to work somewhere that rejected the false dichotomy between profits and people or profits and principles. I wanted, in short, to be the same person all the time at work with my family at my church and when I'm alone. I know that feeling. If you guys have been any time listening to the radio show, then you understand I have done enormous amounts of shows on credibility, on ethics, on character. Because I learned something about myself many years ago. There's only one you. You cannot be a different person at work. You cannot run under a different set of of values and ethical traits and, and character and all You've got to be who you are because if you're not you'll kill yourself. You have to be who you are. There's this there's this fallacy, this myth in America at least that says you got to be number 1. Go for number 1. And I know where it comes from and and I and I embrace that because we've all been in sports. We know what it means to be the winner. We want our team to win. We want we want to go to the NFL Super Bowl. We want to go to the play all that stuff. But when you get right down to who you are, you might not be the person that's supposed to be number one. John Maxwell wrote a great book called 360 Leadership. When I read that book, it was like a light went off in my brain. God didn't call me to be number one. God called me to serve those who need to be number one. See, I know where my purpose is in life I know what I'm supposed to do with my family I'm supposed to do with my career what I'm supposed to do with my mission in life but too many times we all know this but we put it aside for something else we cannot do this see here it is you may be sitting here today on this call and we I mean the switchboard is just lit up today And you may be sitting here saying, I I cannot embrace, Troy, that, that love is where it's at. That love is going to make a difference. I challenge you to go buy the book, Love Works, by Joel Mamby. You can download it. When Joel was on Undercover Boss, it became the highest rated episode in the CBS history of that show in that in that in that week it was second only to american idol across all the networks and when you see and read the book when you watch the episode you start to understand what i learned about joel in 2001 2002 see it isn't about love as an emotion it's about love as a verb Joel writes this, I understand that this is a controversial claim, but I also now understand all the way to the core of who I am as a leader and a man that it's true. Love isn't a feeling but an action, an action by which leaders and entire organizations can experience almost unimaginable success and personal fulfillment. I learned this in two organizations when I was in my teens. The first one was the United States Marine Corps, because deep in the very core of what the Marines stand for is what, what the Greeks called an agape love, a love that surpasses everything else. And they built the whole Marine Corps around that. The second organization was the A. O. Williams Company. Art Williams loved his people. He's been out of that company for twenty years. He still loves his people. And he always said expect more than they expect of themselves and love them to death. And that's why his original seventy five people are still with that company today, and all of them multimillionaires. Except those that have passed on. That doesn't mean if you're if you're a CEO, listen to this. Listen. That does not mean the bottom line is not important. It is essential. See, with the bottom line, and when you're hitting those financial goals, you're able to accomplish everything else you're supposed to do in life. For Joel and his team, hitting the bottom line means that they create a great place to work for great people. He writes this, However, we achieve profits by doing the right thing for customers and employees. Profits are not an end in and of themselves. Profits are a product of doing the right thing over and over and again. Sacrificing values for profits is a flawed choice. The HFE Corporation formed a, what they call the Share It Forward Foundation. Its focus is to help employees who are in need the employees donate to it, the company puts profits into it, and the Hershen family adds additional gifts. That foundation has grown from taking care of 60 families a year to over 700 families a year, and it was all employee initiated. Wouldn't you like that in your own organization, whether you're a company owner or in the field? Here's the dilemma. As we close out today, Joel writes this. He says, have you ever wondered if it's possible to maximize profits and value relationships? Is there a disconnect between the values you hold at home and the values you adopt at work slowly wearing you down? Do you ever wonder if your work might change the world for the better? He says, some people think leadership is only about the bottom line. But what I have learned is, the, is that is not only the wrong word in the sentence, that only is the wrong word, but leadership is about the bottom line and loving the people you work with and making your community a better place and feeling a sense of satisfaction at the end of the day and leading your team who can't imagine working anywhere else see what makes companies great and you can see this in any book that Jim Collins writes but especially in his book Good to Great corporations organizations whether they're nonprofits for-profits sports organizations spiritual organizations I don't give a rats about what they are every organization that is led by love where they understand if you serve your customer if you serve your employees Profits come. Tyrus Schultz, CEO, modern day founder of Starbucks, has this philosophy, and here's what it is. He says If I treat my employees as partners, then they will go out there with a passion, with feeling like they have equity, and they will take care of the customers. He believes in it so well that his company was the first company to offer health care and retirement benefits to part time employees. Their stock flourishes. People still, in a down economy, Starbucks is making a huge profit. People still pay 4 or $5 for the experience of grabbing just a cup of joe and setting in a third place. We've, we've trained on this. This is a whole different, whole different series. But here's the kicker. All of these things, the bottom line and the relationships, the values, the success, is all can all be found when leaders lead with love over the next days? Few days we're going to talk about this tomorrow. We titled the call the Jedi Masters, and you're going to see why. But after tomorrow's radio show, we get into the nitty gritty. Let me share a little bit in the next last few minutes what you can find. And why you should let your teams get on this call, you should be telling everybody, not because it's Troy Dooley, but because this one series may change the outcome the rest of the year of your organization. We're going to talk about patience, having self-control in difficult situations. We're going to talk about being kind, showing encouragement and enthusiasm to your team, something that we call recognition in network marketing and we've gotten away from. We're going to start talking about trusting, placing confidence in somebody. Not about being out for you, but out for other people. We're going to talk about being unselfish, thinking less of yourself. This is all going to be within the business context, and you're going to see why this can change your organization. We're going to talk about being truthful, defining reality both at a corporate level and individual level. We're going to talk about forgiving, releasing the grip of a grudge. We're going to talk about being dedicated, sticking to your values in all circumstances. And we're going to end this series on you making a choice of how you're going to take your business and your life to the next level. I challenge you, I really do, to get people to listen to the archives, get people on this one. This one here is something that's coming from my heart. I've watched Joel walk his walk before anybody really knew who he was outside of the companies that he served. It can change where you're headed right now. Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. Be back here tomorrow morning on realmentorsradio.com.